Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bring out the ceremony! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. to the opening drive. Brooke Grimsley here alongside Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. No Randy character today, but we do have Matthew Rocchio in studio. And now we go to our celebrity line to talk to the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, how are you doing this Monday morning? Brooke, I'm awesome. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're rolling without Randy this morning. He's out on the golf course. <laughs> it's always tough, good but yes, I know. Having Mondays off is great. So, Curbs, I want to start off with something that Jeremy Rutherford just tweeted out on X, as you call it now, formerly known as Twitter. He updated that Pavel Buchnevich, nothing official right now, sounds like he could be missing one to two weeks with an upper body injury. Talk about what you saw on that game in Saturday with Buchnevich and how hard this could be possible losing Buchnevich for one to two weeks? Well, if, if that's all it is, uh, and I haven't seen Jeremy's tweet, nor have I talked to uh, the team yet, uh, but if, if that's all it is, then uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you know. now you hope it's not an injury that becomes a lingering thing. Like, uh, you remember when you found out a couple of years ago at the end of the year that Braden Shen basically mm-hmm. played with broken ribs throughout the whole year, right? Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, the the hit was a big one. I mean, they 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 got two massive defensemen, and it was Jamie Oleksiak, who's six foot seven, that ended up hitting them. And so it, they were big, and you know, uh, unfortunately, because uh, we didn't get a camera angle down in that corner like, like we used to have, uh, it was you know we didn't see a great replay of that hit, but. Um, you know, he was hit hard. He was hit violently and awkwardly and went into the, the boards there. And, you know, when he didn't come back, you knew something was up. So it's, it's a loss for this team. Look, I, 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 I put in our first edition of the, the curbside podcast there that our post game podcast that we're doing. Uh, I, I said that one of the top 10 keys to the season for the St. Louis Blues to me is the health of Pavel Butchnevich just because of the fact that, you know, I, I I look at him in terms of scoring ability, in terms of uh, the the fact that he plays special teams, both of them, uh, and and that he's on the top line. That, that to me, you're talking about you know arguably your best all around player. Um, you know, and and so you need him, and you're going to need him more than, than than you're not. So if it is just a week or two, especially with the fact that the blue schedule is still fairly light. That's a good thing, I think. Curbs, Jordan Bennington has saved 63 of the 65 shots he's faced this season. What are you seeing from him? He seems to be playing outstanding so far. What have you seen from him? 
Carrie, who's the one guy that's probably not surprised about that? <laughs> right here. Okay. All right. Have I wavered on that topic yet? Nope. Nope. I, look, <laughs> it was going to take, in my opinion, it still will take this, right? You put a good team in front of Jordan and then let him have a season like last year, and then we'll then, then I'll have the conversation with somebody. Uh, I I thought throughout his uh, training camp he was focused. I thought he was terrific all camp long. Um, and all last season, you know, uh, just the, to the point of ad nauseum, you, I mean, it was pretty much, look, yes, you do need better play from everybody, including your goaltender. But when you were fifth in the league in terms of most goals allowed on second chance opportunities, you know, there's only so much a goalie can do there. So, um, I think Jordan has been fantastic. He's been calm. He's been making the saves. He's been making big saves. And the and I think you know one of the early, I guess, observations of the season is going to you know so far for me is the fact that it looks as if this defensive system could give up you know a fair amount of shots on goal. And by fair amount, I would say average of about thirty shots on goal a game. And it's been over thirty in the first two games. And if that's the case, you're going to need your goaltender to be really good. But if a lot of those chances are coming from the outside and they're long shots and you're doing a good job of boxing out and not letting too many of them get deflected, like for example, the Jaden Schwartz goal was a deflected in goal, right? That, that changed directions right on the doorstep. If you can limit the number of those, then uh, Jordan's going to be fine. I, I thought uh, he, he, he to me is, was probably the biggest reason that uh, you ended up, picking up three out of a possible four points to start the year. You just touched on it right there, Curbs, but what do you think of the defensive scheme so far through these two games? Well, I think what's, what's really obvious is the fact that they, they, it's, and they put a focus on it. So much so that I think the offense has been stagnant as a result, and that's fine. I, I, you know, when you're talking about a team that's built this way, that has to re- rediscover a new system. It, it takes time. You know, when you go out and you play the system, and keep keep in mind that when you – the team was only on the ice as a full NHL team once in the preseason. And when they did that, they weren't playing against a full team. It, 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 I believe it was in Columbus, right? Uh, so your first action as a full team against full NHL talent is the regular season – and you're working on a brand new system defensively in your own zone that requires, you know, specific things from forwards, defensemen, what have you. Colton Pareko was given the forwards high praise on coming back and, and, and defending really well after Saturday night's game. And once you get into this, then the coaches have something to actually coach. Okay, here's the system. Great. We've now seen it in action. Tweak this, tweak that, add this, add that. And, and you hope that you will see growth in that system. So the first two games – uh, the Blues, I think, have been very, very good. Look, yes, they haven't scored a lot of goals, but you've only allowed two goals as well, and you've only allowed one even-strength goal through two games plus two full overtime periods, and I think that's encouraging. Is there any concern about the, the power play? Uh, haven't scored yet. Uh, first game, didn't get any shots on goal the first couple of, first couple of opportunities. Do you have any concern there? Yeah, I, I, I do, actually. It, it's, it's looked so far very similar to last year where, um, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, I don't, I don't know like what is – and, uh, yes, we'll, we'll talk with the coaches at some point here once you get a few games in um, and, and see if it kind of sorts itself out a little bit. 
because for the same reason as before, you don't have a Ryan O'Reilly, you don't have a Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, right now you don't have Pavel Butchnevich again. So, you know, the reality of it is, is you're using some different personnel. Sammy Blay is, is now a, a full-time power play guy on the second power play unit. You know, you've got Kaffin and you've got Verona. You're working some new guys in there. So to me, I think you got to give it some time. They've got the coaching to get that figured out. But the fact that you've basically gone 0 for 4 in each of the first two games and over 12 minutes, 12 minutes and 48 seconds, I believe it is, of total power play time and have two shots on goal isn't going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done So, on that sense. So um, new personnel is a big part of it, but a shooting mentality has got to come out. And I would be shocked against the Arizona Coyotes if you didn't start to see a lot more shots on net when it comes to the power play. Now, the flip side of that, Gary, the, the penalty killing, yes, it gave up a power play goal by Jaden Schwartz, who was in the final 10 seconds of, of, of the penalty kill. But, man, this team has been pretty disciplined through the first two games, and that's another good sign and a characteristic of a good Barubi team. Uh, it definitely is. Curbs, I want to shift gears because I know you are a New York Giants fan and I know you stayed up to watch that game last night. It was it, it was, ha- it was, heartbreaking because they had two opportunities at the one-yard line and got zero points, Curbs. And I know we don't want to talk about it, but what did you see from your New York Giants last night? I don't... I don't I, how can they continue to be that bad? That bad? Like, I don't know. Like, like I, I truly don't like. I don't care. Like, we can talk about some NHL teams. We can talk about some Major League Baseball teams, right? But when you get high draft picks, when, when you when you're trying to build something, how are you consistently that bad year in year out? Now for that doggone long. I mean, it's just it's if, if that is the case, it is just organizational incompetence. And, and honestly, God, that that's. I don't even blame the players anymore at this point. I mean, I guess we have to, but, you know, it's just organizational incompetence that you either haven't built up the mental toughness, the skill, the coaching, uh, whatever it may be, that that you finally get to the point where maybe you've got a chance to do something in the game like you did last night, and then you punt. I mean, by punt, I mean you just just, choke. So, I, um, yeah. It's frustrating, but the good news is, is like I've kind of learned in sports following the Giants that you can get used to it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> They don't want to get used to that. Like, oh, no. Oh, think about this. Like, well, think about this. Though. Like, okay, I mean, the Cubs have gotten used to it except for like one year yeah. and, you know, in, in 100 plus. Uh, Buffalo Sabres fans have gotten used to it. You know, if you're just if, if you if you're you're a New York Giants fan, just just get used to it, and you know, sit there and go onto Twitter and watch highlights of of Otis Anderson and and Lawrence Taylor, and just let it warm your heart. Curbs, you know what? You might have a point. I I am an Illini, and I I definitely understand that wholeheartedly. You just get used to it. I every week I used to do the Illini games, and every week I would be frustrated. Why do I do this to myself? Oh, I'll be back next week. I, so yeah, you get used to it. You do. It's unfortunate. You, listen, do you know? You know, I'm gonna okay. M- m- topic for another day. We we can get into this a little bit, but topic for another day. And, and this is why this is why what's going on. What happened last year with both the Blues and the Cardinals, and the off season and the beginning of the next year are so critical. Like you guys, we you can talk about pitching staffs and going after pitching all you want. Blah blah blah. Okay, I I think the issue is bigger than just pitching. All right, so. What I'm getting at is a losing culture 
can permeate and creep into your organization fast. Winning cultures can be fragile. That's why you have to continue to cultivate them. You have to continue to demand a certain of excellence. Winning cultures are hard to keep because you've got to do it consistently year in, year out to build that culture. And honestly, one really bad year can cause problems. And if you let a losing culture come into your organization, it can take a long time to shake it out. And that would be my concern from a, uh, you know, from a local sports standpoint. And that's why I like to start for the St. Louis blues, but look at the giants. They're a perfect example. I mean, they're, they're a long way from anything that resembles a winning culture. Oh, Curbs, I can tell you that you are fired out of uh, fired up about your Giants. Hopefully, it will maybe get better. Question mark for for them this season. It's the New York Giants. <laughs> oh God! I mean, the Jets, we get it, but it's the Jets. Oh no! Well, thank you so much for joining us, Curbs. And you mentioned earlier in the show, Curbside. Just tell everybody what that's about, and you can check it out on the One One ESPN app. Yeah, we're, we're uh, we started uh, uh, curbside, and part of it is going to be curbside reaction. And so, uh, morning after every Blues game, we've got a reaction podcast. You'll hear all the radio highlights. You'll get reaction from Joey. Uh, we'll, we'll pull in some different analysts as well to get you some entertainment action. I give my top top five uh, reactions to the game as well. And all it is, it's a short, you know, 15, 20, although we had a lot to cover, so we did it a little longer this past weekend. But uh, about a 15-minute podcast uh, to just get you updated on all the analysis and the important stuff from the, the game the previous night. So it's coming at you the morning after single uh, Blues home game this year, and we hope fans subscribe to it. And like I said, you can listen on the ESPN website, and it's uh, – uh, hopefully entertaining and, and, and feed that next morning blues hunger. Yes, it will always be entertaining with you on there, Curbs. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, you guys have an awesome week. Thanks. You too. All right, thank you. That is Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. As he mentioned there, you can check him out on Curbside. That is on our 101 ESPN app. And also you can listen to him during the games. The Blues will be facing off against the Coyotes this Thursday, 7 p.m. puck drop for that one.